Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you hit the grades of your dreams at school, college, and university through the science of fast learning and lasting memory, the psychology of study productivity, and the secrets to great exam technique. And now your host, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast and to the second of two little summer special episodes we've got for you. I'm joined today by Florence Bavanandam, whose work revolves around helping people find their voice and speak up in school, in business and life. Being able to speak really well is a fantastic life skill, so it's well worth taking a moment over the summer to have a think uh, about how you can improve your own speaking. Because while it's also going to be about helping you give great presentations or pitching clients if you go on to uh, work in the corporate world, being able to speak really well, as we're going to talk about with Florence, is also really important for doing well in education. Because when you're confident holding the floor, you unlock your ability to be really open with your teachers and tutors about what you do and don't understand. It's going to help you get a higher grade if you're facing courses that have an assessed component based on the quality of your in-class contributions. And finally, it's going to help you perform better if you're facing interviews to move on to college, university, or if you're already at university, perhaps you're thinking about interviews for jobs. I think you're going to find a lot of really good tips to help you boost your speaking and take it to the next level in this episode, even perhaps especially if you're naturally a little bit shy or introverted. And with that, let's meet Florence and dive right into our conversation today. Florence, a very warm welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Well, so are we. Um, I thought we'd just start, if you wouldn't mind, by just saying uh, a little bit about what it is you do and what you help people with and what led you to doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's a very twisty, turny path that led me here. So I'll start with I'll start with where I am. So I am a vocal and advocacy coach and I work with businesses and people to help them in their confidence in speaking out and their ability to speak out. And that's anything from being able to say what you want to say or ask the question you want to say or be able to ask for what you want to ask for. So be it a pay rise or be it ask a question in class. Um, And then how I got here, I started singing and that was my raison d'etre. So I always wanted to do, always wanted to be, it's what I lived for. So voice has always been in my life. Um, and I was singing, singing, singing. I was in the National Youth Choir, and then I was training with a very specific target of being an opera singer. And I had a 10-year plan, and I knew exactly which degrees I was gonna do, where I was gonna do them, where I'd end up, which young artist programs I was gonna do. Um, But as with anything, plans you make as a 14-year-old probably aren't the best ones to live your life by. And so I For kind sure. of, yeah, exactly. And so I kind of, I graduated from university and I was auditioning for master's programs, had some really successful auditions and had great feedback of, yeah, your voice is there, but we don't think you want to be an opera singer. And at that point I was like, guys, are you serious? I absolutely want to be an opera singer. Listen to me, I'm telling you. Um, but they were right. And you know, it's not for me, and but what is for me is education and talking to people and helping people speak out. So after that, I set up a business with two male colleagues and we were developing young artists for um, the pop industry. And I was also a visiting lecturer at a um, contemporary music conservatoire. And um, in that time, 
it was a very different environment that I, I was in and sort of running a business and communication was a big failing on all our parts. And I was being silenced by one person in particular and I was also self-censoring. And for me, as a singer and a very outspoken, confident person, I was, I, it was a big jar because I was thinking, well, I'm confident and I'm outspoken, so why am I having these issues? And then if I'm having these issues, oh my God, who else is? So around the same time, I discovered Mary Portas, who is a wonderfully outspoken woman, Trini Woodall, Melanie Eusebe, and these incredible um, role models that I just never had. I grew up in a very patriarchal family, and I went to a very patriarchal school. There, were, there was one person, one woman in the senior leadership team, and nobody really liked her. So I never really had those role models. So finding these women who were using their voices and running businesses, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and then I was like, hang on, I stand on stage and I communicate with huge groups of people and they generally seem to hear me, hear what I'm saying and receive the message and sometimes they cry in a good way. So, you know, I'm definitely having an impact. So why don't I take what I'm doing there and use it in what I'm doing here? So I did and it just everything clicked into place. So then the obvious next step was like, well, I'm going to do this for everyone. So that's where I am now. That's fantastic. Um, you, you talked quite a bit about the importance of speaking and communicating in business. And I think absolutely, uh, you know, that's absolutely been, been my experience too. I just wondered what your thoughts were on why speaking is particularly important in education as well. So both for uh, students at school and certainly once you get into kind of college and university. Um, what's your view on kind of the role speaking plays in getting the best possible education for yourself? First of all, it's incredibly important and it's integral to your educational and your sort of life experience, experience on the planet. But I think there are two points I want to bring up here. And the firstly is, you know, some classes at university and fewer at school, but university, you're marked on your participation. And yeah. so it can quite literally have an impact on your grade if you're not speaking up in class. So that's quite an obvious way, you know, that that really impacts you if you're someone that is less confident, but potentially really intelligent and has so much to say. It can be such a, a hard experience for you if you know you have all this knowledge and you're writing these amazing essays but you fall down in that part of the class and that's really mm, difficult. Mm. But it is important that that part of the grade is there because at work, your contribution within the team, you know, that's what university is there for, is preparing you for that work life. Um, so to learn those skills and overcome those challenges, it's great to be able to do it in the educational atmosphere. And then at school and at university, why it's important just generally to be able to speak up is that how many holes in our knowledge do we have? Because we didn't have the confidence to speak up and you can have that burning question in your head and you can't quite understand something, but you're worried about what your class might think or you don't want to be that person that seems stupid. And so you don't say anything and then you don't quite understand it. And you know, like, I think for myself, I remember um, once I was, I must've been like 10 and I was about to have a piano lesson and there was a boy having a piano lesson before me and my piano teacher was like, what's, said, what's that note? And, um, she said, oh, Florence knows what it is. I sat there and in my head, I was like, I absolutely do not know what that note is. Did I say anything? No. Did I struggle with music theory for a very long time? Yeah. <laughs> and if I'd spoken out and said, actually, no, I don't know what it is either, then I would have had a really different experience and maybe I would have yeah. approached music theory differently. So I think just 
having the confidence to speak out and also have debates with your peers and understand and have conversations and understand different points of view and develop your skills for your own personal rhetoric it's just so integral to how we then go on to live our lives and work yeah yeah kind of sticking with the idea of speaking out at school or university what do you think are the big things that that hold people back from doing it and doing it well I think what holds people back is generally that feeling of a lack of confidence and feeling like you don't deserve to ask a question or you don't Mm. own the space enough to ask a question and maybe there are other people that hold a lot of space in your classes and you're not one of them and if there are really talkative people then it's so and, and that's really established you know as it can become in seminar groups or in classes if you are you're then just by default kind of self-identifying as someone that doesn't speak in a class and that gap becomes wider and wider and wider and it can become very hard then to jump over that gap and get into the conversation. So I think that kind of lack of confidence then just builds and builds and builds. Um, And then equally, another thing that I find stops people from speaking out is that they're not advocated for and they're not invited into the conversation there's always two sides to it you know if you're someone that doesn't have a voice you're looking to ways into the conversation and then if you are someone that does have a voice you always need to be looking for people that need your help how do you bring them into the conversation if you are someone that is vocally confident ask someone that is quieter what do you think because i think there there are all there's always it's coming from those two sides and if it's only the people who are lacking in confidence that the pressure is put on them to speak you should speak you should speak you should learn how to get in here that will only get you so far, but what will get you the rest of the distance is the other people reaching out and bringing you in, and that is what makes a huge difference. Got to be a team effort. Absolutely. <laughs> when you were describing the, the the person that's feeling reticent to get involved in the conversation, I think that just described me to a T when I was growing up. <laughs> I, I can absolutely really relate to that. Is, is there anything that else that you could advise people who are feeling nervous about getting into conversations who feel as you sort of described it like they don't own the space uh to to speak up is there anything you could suggest in terms of either ways to practice or ways of developing themselves so they can start to overcome that hurdle absolutely so there are some really key things and this is where it comes back to music so if you think about a musician and that they're giving this performance we only see the performance Right? We don't see the preparation, the months and the years of preparation that's gone into it, but preparation is the performance. So prepare. You can plan ahead in everything that you do. So if you know, for example, that you're going to a meeting of like a new club or a new seminar, and you're going to have to have that painful moment where everyone goes around the room and like my name is Florence and I do this oh no (laughs) exactly and everyone everyone starts you know like oh there's like two truths and one lie or everyone talks about all their most amazing achievements I'm head of the boxing society and I'm president of this and you're like god I don't do anything useful with my life you definitely Mm. do do useful things with your life plan what you're going to say practice it practice it in the mirror practice it like record yourself on your phone those two moments are going to be way more cringeworthy and awkward than your actual performance in the group. So mm. make yourself more uncomfortable. And so then when you're going to the performance, it's way better. And by performance, it's obviously that seminar or whatever you're doing. So planning, planning, planning. 
Equally, if you're in a lecture or you're in a class, and if you're not doing this, I'm sure William will have some words with you, you must be writing things down. You're taking your notes. So with that same piece of paper or laptop, have a little question section. Write out the questions that you want to ask. So then if you're nervous about literally speaking and it's that moment of the spotlights on you, don't give your brain something else to do. Just be reading the question from your laptop or your piece of paper. So you're just able to do that and you kind of break that task down into two parts. Um, and then if you're someone who struggles with that kind of negative self-talk of when you are speaking, of being like, oh God, why am I doing this? I'm so bad. Yeah. No one's going to listen to what I'm going to say. Break it down again. So do some improvisation exercises. Give yourself, put a timer on your phone for a minute and talk about something completely ridiculous. Like, so, right, for example, I'm looking at my laptop, so I'll do an improvisation for a minute on a laptop, okay? So when you're doing that improvisation, you're speaking, you're speaking, you're speaking, and what you're doing is you're exercising the muscle of confidence and improvisation. Because I think a lot of confident people, it looks like they know everything. You'd be surprised about how much they're literally making up on the spot, yeah? There's so much kind of rhetoric and... Um, confidence and improvisation and bluffing that goes on so just exercise that muscle yourself a little bit and that will give you so much more confidence to just be there and be speaking under a little bit of pressure you've got the time maybe you're doing it in the mirror and you're putting that that pressure on yourself so that again when you go back into class or a seminar or a lecture even more people that you're you're then able to to just think about okay now I can do this I think that's super important. I remember, you know, when I was, I can't remember whether I did this for my university interviews, but I was certainly doing it for my graduate jobs out of university. I was doing exactly as you described, trying to, well, in my case, think of the sort of interview questions I might get asked, um, maybe even making some notes, preparing my points that I wanted to say, and then just practicing them in yes. front of a mirror. And I think, I can't remember, there was, I think it was a site, something like, um, I think it might have been bemyinterviewer.com or, or something like that, um, where they had famous business people sort of ask you questions and you could pause the video and reply in real time. And I, I just thought that was a great way to to, to practice. It felt like you were there in the room being grilled by uh, Duncan Ballantyne or whatever <laughs> star from Dragon's Den or Shark Tank or, or whatever. That's amazing. Um, That's so good. Yeah, I, I found that pretty pretty helpful. Let's let's talk about online. What, what are your thoughts about how to succeed? when everything's being done over Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, gosh, where to start? There are so many, there are so many parts of this. Um, I mean, firstly, it's more difficult, I find, from a communication point of view, um, just speaking to people. On the flip side, it's actually amazing because, for example, you and I, we live quite far apart and we wouldn't be able to do this if we weren't doing it online. And then equally, I'm also, um, I've got another interview next week with someone who has a podcast in India and we definitely wouldn't be able to do a, a real life recording together. So, you know, it opens up so much. And I think, especially with an education, um, with more distance learning and, and this kind of real push into techno technological world, we are able to communicate with so many more people uh, and, that, and that's incredible. But you're totally right in that it's something we need to consider. We need to think about the ways that, that we communicate. Um, so online, I think the first thing is thinking about your setup. And I think we, we automatically put in so much thought to our setup, so to speak, when we're meeting people in real life. We think about how we're going to look, what we're going to wear, 
what we're going to take with us if you're someone that wears makeup and does your hair how are you going to do that how are you going to present yourself how are you going to be physically so we actually have a physical setup when we're in our sort of real life and then online our setup is different but it is essential so i mean there's a delay of up to 1.2 seconds on online platforms and that can be completely fatiguing for the brain and when we're in this, normally our brain is filtering something like 7 million pieces of information per second. And those all come from different places and different places around us. Um, our brain can know, okay, right, I'm speaking to someone in front of me, so I need to ignore conversations from the right and the left of me. But it doesn't know that when everything is coming out of a laptop. So for your setup and your communication, first of all, make sure that you have a microphone that people can really hear you with. And I've seen people on a Zoom call where I can see their their mouth is moving and we're in a group chat, their mouth is moving, but their microphone hasn't picked them up. So no one will ever hear what they have to say. They basically do not exist. And if you're in a Teams call, so Teams now has now updated so you can see nine people at one time. But if you're person number 10 and you don't speak during the call, were you even there? Not, not really, do you know what I mean? So, whereas if you're in the room with people, then you are there and people can see you and they've had FaceTime with you. But in a Zoom call or a Teams call, you know, you haven't if you're not speaking. So really making sure that you do speak in those calls so people know that you're there. Again, planning what you're going to say. Zoom, because all this information is suddenly coming out of one place. And also let's remember that this is the same place that you also talk to your parents and potentially go on virtual dates. It's your laptop in your home. Yeah. So suddenly your yeah. lecturer, your class and your parents and your friends are all in the same like bar, basically. Um, so, yeah. and all this information is coming at you in one way. So you're, you need to give your brain far fewer things to deal with. So again, really planning what you want to say and having your points ready and any questions that you want to ask, having them ready. My biggest tip, and one that I find is massively underrated, is wear a good outfit. Right. Okay. And um, it sounds it sounds ridiculous, right? Because we're talking about speaking and we're talking about work and school and getting your voice heard and academic things. But normally, in real life, you don't see yourself all the time. You're not confronted with your own reflection. And if you're someone who is a little bit less confident... Um, and suddenly you're looking at yourself for an hour where you're supposed to be really performing and you're looking at yourself thinking, oh, I really don't look good today or like, oh, I wish I'd brushed my hair or I wish I put some makeup on or I wish I wasn't wearing this T-shirt or I should have put a shirt on or, you know, and, you, and you're really, you're reiterating all this negative talk and all your silences are getting rewritten with I'm bad and I'm negative and all this bad stuff. And that, that's gonna massively impact your performance in the call. So make sure that you feel confident in how you look and then do not be distracted by yourself. Zoom, you can move the camera, Teams, you can't, and it's right down the bottom of the screen. And most laptops have the webcam at the top of the screen. So if you're in a call or you're presenting, you've got to make sure that if you're gonna be looking at your reflection, that you put it underneath your camera. Because don't get distracted by your own reflection. We all have a little bit of narcissus in us. And we're like, oh, I look so good today. Or, oh my God, I don't look good today. <laughs> so maintaining that eye contact with the camera at all times, because no one wants to talk to someone's forehead or the side of their face. Yeah. You know, it's already hard enough to to feel like you have a connection. Yeah. Just thinking a little bit more about, about sort of uh, confidence and how we might uh, b build it up 
to uh, you know be the best version of ourselves when we show up, whether it's online or whether it's uh, you know an in-person presentation or, or interview or, or whatever. We talked about the the kind of improv exercise earlier. Are there any other exercises, I guess, for specifically uh, kind of building your confidence and how you view yourself so that you can project that uh, you know best version of yourself when it counts? Absolutely. So it's actually one of my favourite exercises, um, and it's a mindset exercise that I use all the time I personally use it and I use it with everyone that I work with so it comes from opera and it comes about getting into character so for example if we're um if so for like I might be playing Despina and she's a maid in the marriage of Figaro and it could be a period production in like the 1700s or 1800s and she's a maid in the house and um she and Figaro would be like sneaking up here like if they want to talk to each other they have to sneak away or it could be a modern day production where she's a waitress and she and Figaro are like texting and they met on Tinder, you know? So those two people are going to be very different and those two characters are going to be very different, even though it's the same role. So the way that you get into character, you think about, okay, so like, what does she have for breakfast? What kind of a person is she? That modern day Despina is probably going to wear a crop top and like Adidas trackies, whereas the old Despina is going to be in a uniform and it's going to be much more formal. So really thinking about how you can inhabit that character and be that character rather than when you're on stage, you're already doing so many things that you're singing, you're looking at the conductor, you're also looking at the rest of the cast, you're also performing. Um, so you don't want to also be thinking, okay, I'm doing all of this through someone else you want to just be being that person so then taking that into our sort of real lives and in work or in school or at university you want to be thinking okay I want to be the best version of myself working at peak performance all the time I want to be that person 10 minutes or an hour after the seminar or the lecture and I'm like god why did I not say that and you have all those amazing things that you want to say and you think of them in that hindsight and it's such a beautiful thing, but you can get into that headspace. So it's, I mean, I, do you want me to talk you through it and we can all, we can do it? Absolutely, that sounds great, yeah. Great, okay, so um, wherever you are, I mean, preferably you want to stand up for this, but you can do it sitting down. So just take a moment and close your eyes. And you want to just feel like your whole body is relaxed. Deep breath in, deep breath out. And just feel like your shoulders are really heavy by your sides. And then feel or imagine the weight of your brain and your head dropping through your body so you feel super grounded. And then feel your feet on the floor or feel where your body makes contact with the chair. And just feel that chair or the floor pushing back up against your body and the energy goes all the way up your knees, your ankles, your knees, your hips, your spine, top of your head. And there's a golden thread from the top of your, your head to the ceiling. And now here, find a memory where you felt super proud and confident in yourself. Breathe it in. How do you look? How do you feel? How do other people look at you? Really bask in it like it's lovely hot sun on holiday. Take another breath in and out and open your eyes. <laughs> so hopefully that exercise is something that helps you to get into that mindset. 
But it is useless if you have to to be like, hang on, guys, give me give me a second, and then just like, I'm just going to close my eyes. Breathing, memory, it's completely useless if you have to take time out of a conversation or a seminar to go outside and do that. So you want to practice it every day and really fast forward it so that it's something like close eyes, shoulders, floor, up the body, memory, breathe in, out. So that's a shorter version and then eventually it just is in a breath or in a moment that you can access that so that you're feeling that confidence and you'll be like, no, this is who I am. This is actually who I am. It's not that person with low confidence and low self-esteem who doesn't feel like they can speak and they're not in the right space. I am this person, I am in the right space, and I'm good at what I do. I think that's great. I, I was I was following along and, uh, and and working through that and I I feel I feel wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> good, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I will certainly be I will certainly be practicing um that's been that's been wonderful Florence I just wanted to ask you one one other little thing as, as we uh, come come towards the end um you obviously work a lot with in in workplaces with men and women but I know you have a sort of particular interest in in helping helping women given your given your background and half of my listeners out there are are, are women and, uh, and and young young women and girls is there anything in particular you'd say to you'd say to them I would say just really think about how you feel in in a conversation and when you have that moment of wanting to speak out and and own that space um, and find some strong female role models and I don't mean Beyonce yeah she's she's great she really is great I love Beyonce um, but find find some people that are really working in what you want to do and that you really admire. So if you want to go into like a makeup brand, for example, Trini Woodall, great. But then um, if you want to be a poet, look up Sophia Thacker. She's incredible as well. And find people that really speak to you because it's there and like seeing these people and, and these visible female role models you can kind of see your trajectory and it's a trajectory that isn't often um, portrayed in the media. In the media, we see women are like beautiful and they're sexy and they sell clothes and that, you know, that's kind of, and and also those women are presented to us as a judgment of like, this is what you should look like. So instead of being presented with these women that you should look like or you should be like, find women that you want to be like that you can aspire to be like and also if i may i'd like to to say to to your male listeners absolutely yeah talk to your female friends and your sisters and your mother about their experience of being female and if they've experienced any misogyny or catcalling or being silenced because you're so much part of that conversation and you're so much part of emancipating women and female liberation because, you know, as I said before, you know, it's about, yes, those people are always trying to get into the space, but it's the people who are already in the space who lend a helping hand who make up the difference and really help make that change. And you are those people. Well, that sounds like a fantastic note to to, to end on, Florence. Thank you so much. Uh, I've I've learned a lot today, and I'm sh- I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. Um, so so thank you. I I just want to ask, uh, as as I do to to every guest on the show, 
if you were able to go back in time and bump into your 18 year old self in the in the school playground what what would you say to her what what advice would you give her for the future oh i would tell her keep singing um don't <laughs> worry all the weird jobs you end up doing will actually all come together and, and you'll be amazing um and like you know don't be so hard on yourself i think when i was 18 i was thinking like oh i've got to do this and i'm not very good at studying and i was also told like that i couldn't I, I really like languages and I but I was sort of told by my teacher you know you can't do a language at university because you have to be really good at it but I ended up living in Italy and then did Italian at, at degree level at university um so you know if you want to do something just you you can you know you can do it and don't be so hard on yourself and you'll go further than you think and oh my god life just the way it turns out is crazy and it's amazing well I'm into that um <laughs> Florence, if anyone's interested in finding about uh, a bit more about you and, and what you do, uh, where might they be able to look you up? I am always Clear Voice Official, so on the Instagram and my website. And yeah, definitely have a look. When I do um, webinars for corporate clients, I often do the content for free first um, for webinars. And I also have student discounts. So, you know, I'm all about reaching out that hand and helping people. So, if you're interested, get in contact. Please do ask if you don't see anything there, but you would like some help. And I have a podcast with loads of amazing female role models. So it's a good place to start, ladies. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Florence, thank you so much once again. This has been great. Wonderful stuff. Thanks again, Florence. And with that, that concludes the second of our two little summer special episodes. I'd like to wish you a wonderful rest of summer break if you're currently out of school or college. Do remember to take some time out for yourself to rest, recharge, so you can return refreshed for the new term or semester. I'm going to be back for you with a new season of regular episodes in September. I will look forward to seeing you then. Mm-hmm.